0: Welcome to Think Smart, Feel Smart, Live Smart. I'm V Vinci, registered counsellor, relationship and family therapist and founder of Headquarters Counselling Services. This podcast aims to break down the overwhelm of life and equip you with a toolbox of knowledge, tips and tricks to help you live your best life. This raw, real and unproduced podcast uses audio taken from my weekly live broadcast in the HQCS Community Facebook group. You can find a link to the community in the episode notes. It's free to join. Now let's get started. So, last week we discussed change, and more specifically, identifying the stage of change that you are in in order to make it stick or work through the resistance before you undertake the change you want. The thing is is that most people don't realize if they aren't ready for change. And you know if you're not ready for change, then you're just not ready for change and the likelihood is is that it won't stick and then what happens is we get on the good old guilt train about and that you feel guilty about not being ready or not sticking to the change you want and sometimes you just simply don't know what to do now tonight we are looking at the concept of one of the biggest things I get asked for um, maybe people don't necessarily walk into my office and say this is what they want they often walk in excuse me. And say I my life's not going the way I want it to do, I am getting stuck, I'm going that I go, okay, so what do you think you need? And I go, I just need motivation. So big part of is can you help me find motivation? Now motivation is such a massive part of change across all stages, essentially beginning, middle and end. But what underpins motivation is a principle developed by Freud called the pain-pleasure principle or the pleasure-pain principle. I don't know which way it's meant to be. This principle suggests that people make choices to avoid or decrease pain or make choices that create or increase pleasure. Now, what's really important about this is that you know which one is your motivator because then you'll know that whatever change you want to make needs to be made in accordance with your core driver. Okay, so I'll give you a bit of background on it. The, um, the pleasure pain principle, I, could, I got a feeling that's gonna be a tongue twister for me tonight, is the core of all decisions we make and what we will focus on tonight, as this will be a series over the next few weeks, highlighting finding motivation, maintaining motivation, what gets in the way hello old friend procrastination and my special favorite fuck it let's just give up so beliefs values actions and decisions are built upon this pleasure pain principle and do you know what i wonder how many people have actually heard of it because i work a lot with motivation and i hadn't heard of this principle at when i first started Um, even though I was using the strategies uh, you know another day we didn't use fucking algebra as I would say to my husband if we all learnt this stuff we'd all be in a better place wouldn't we so the principle is of the foundation of the foundation is who we are due to how pain and pleasure are interpreted based on personal past experiences Phew, that's a mouthful simply put this is the core of therapy how has your past directed your present because it's going to direct your future okay so we seek pleasure to reward ourselves with immediate gratification the pain pleasure principle suggests that while seeking pleasure people will also seek to avoid pain for those people where conflict is painful they feel like it's painful they will do anything to avoid the conflict now we all know those people you're probably sitting there either you know somebody who does that and you're having a, got a little smirk thinking man i can see that or you are that person and you go i can feel that i understand that pain allowing a negative situation to continue might be unhealthy and painful but the thought of dealing with the conflict is far more painful so you will avoid it at all costs So this is what i um spoke of briefly in last week's episode when i referred to the concept that we will stay exactly where we are until that path becomes worse than the path ahead and only then are you ready to look at change and that is exactly the situation if you can imagine either the person that you know or yourself where you think of a situation where you avoid and avoid and avoid and avoid the conflict until the conflict becomes so big that staying where you are is worse than dealing with it, all right? But that, that's how far people put, we, um, push the, the pain barrier. The more we understand our behaviour, the more we understand ourselves and how to motivate or demotivate our needs. So people make decisions that gravitate towards pleasure while seeking to avoid pain. So the intensity of your motivation can work against goals and objectives that you are trying to achieve and it can drive you to make decisions and choices you normally wouldn't. All decisions have an impact on short-term pain, short-term pleasure, long-term pain and long-term pleasure. The intensity and consequence of these choices will determine how an or how you will make a decision the level of discomfort and the level of pain or pleasure will be the driving force behind each one one of the simplest ways to give an example of this is at work so most of us will have experienced at some point the colleague that has been at a company for years and years and years and absolutely hates their job right now this person is very comfortable with their duties and responsibilities. they're In fact, they're probably really good at it because they've been there for so bloody long, but they are clearly unhappy. The fear of the unknown, the thought of the application process, or even the thought of diff- different job duties or travel, or even the move itself are too painful despite their intense dissatisfaction at work. They simply will not seek other employment but will continue to be vocal with their negative employment experience. They just won't change it. This employee is motivated by pain because no matter how painful it is to continue to stay in the status quo, it's even more painful to take a chance and make a change. Does that make sense? So if you avoid pain at all costs, then you are actually motivated by pain. So pleasure seekers can be motivated if they perceive that they are making a good investment or they have growth opportunities or possible future increase in salary, or if they feel really good about themselves, that people will take action that drives pleasure. Now, this all sounds great, but it can cause havoc if um, you you haven't thought those choices through. It's literally... The equivalent of very little impulse control think it do it think it do it doesn't always pleasure-seeking choices don't all end up being positive because like the above if you are motivated by pleasure then you will seek it at all costs and anything that you have to do at all costs it's always got a little bit of a kicker what I want you to look at and ask yourself is what motivates you are you pain or pleasure motivated because what I want to do is help you become aware of what motivates or demotivates you so that if you do decide to make a change or you want to make a change or you want to know why you don't stick to changes, you've got to understand it is an important factor in the success of change. So you need to know about yourself. You know, much of today's marketing is driven by the pleasure pain principle. So marketing by pain is implemented by intimidating, scaring, or creating fear to make a change, stop a behavior and feel the result of a certain choice. Society has been building these fear marketing tactics, tactics all over. In fact, the best one without going too far into politics, Trump, best marketing employee ever. Markets with fear and has even managed to figure out that if, um, you know, he. To protect against any losses he's already saying don't let people steal this election don't let the um, voting do that he's brilliant at it on the other hand pleasure-based marketing creates a wow or cool or fun factor so there is a sense of inspiration or even a possible halo effect from using these marketed products so marketing by using the pleasure principle makes the consumer feel good about their purchase so each individual's perception of the anticipated pain or possible pleasure is a driving factor in the process. So ambiguity and fear of the unknown creates the distress distress that certain actions or choices will lead to. There are lots of theories about motivation, but keep in mind that pain and pleasure are two factors that exist in all of us. And importantly, your perception of pain or pleasure is your reality. Now, Tony Robbins has a really good quote about this, the secret of uh, the secret to success is learning how to use pain and pleasure instead of having pain and pleasure use you i'm just going to look at one of the questions in here so Sue, i think the self-love respect you have for yourself and the personal journey you are traveling determines the amount of pain you're willing to tolerate do you know what you're absolutely right you're absolutely right But that doesn't mean that that pain is easy and we don't always want to go for it, even though because self-growth and those personal palm journeys are often the hardest ones to to navigate because we know it's painful, but we also know that there is long-term pleasure in there. And that's probably what I'm going to have a bit of a chat about as well, the the difference, the variations in there. So Tony Robbins' quote, I'm going to say it again because it's brilliant. The secret to success is learning how to use pain and pleasure instead of having pain and pleasure use you. The principle lies at the core of everything you do and of everything you are. So your beliefs, values, psychological rules um, are built upon this principle and the decisions you make, the actions you take and the habits you indulge in are all based on it. Um, You are therefore who you are today because of how you have interpreted and acted upon the experience of pain and pleasure in your life, which is some of the early topics we talked about. And we all know action begins with a decision. Now, before every decision you make, you unconsciously ask yourself the following set of questions. What does this mean? Will it lead to pain or pleasure? And what should I do about it? All unconscious right before you have to make a decision the decision you choose will depend on how you interpret the pain or the pleasure in your life and where it's going to take you and how you interpret that depends on your past experience of pain and pleasure and this is why therapists spend time digging around into your past not to be nosy uh, but to see how you've interpreted the events that have happened to you because that's the reality that's your reality and you know the other part that's a reality is that all the emotional experiences you have had are neither good nor bad they're neither hurtful nor helpful they are what they are as a result of how you interpreted those experiences at the time so therefore your experience of pain and pleasure really are nothing more than your interpretation your interpretation based on your perspective at the time doesn't mean that I'm dismissing or that it doesn't hurt but you know, if the thing is, is that if what makes you feel angry and frustrated leads, um, which may lead you to pain, may not make somebody else feel the same. So we could put two people have the same experience, and your interpretations of it will be different simply because you've had different experiences in the past. So it's safe to say that different people will have different interpretations of the same experience. From our topics over this series, you will know that experiences are based on your beliefs, your values, your self-concept, your psychological rules, that's your assumptions, your meta-emotions, that's what you're programming in regards to that, basic human needs, and all these parts of your psyche have been shaped over a lifetime as a result of the experiences you have collected over time. Now, these influence every decision you make. It is human nature to gravitate towards pleasure and to seek to avoid pain. So it's likely that you will make most of your decisions based on gaining pleasure, while at the same time avoiding pain. Now, sometimes this works really well. However, at times, other times, it actually works against the goals and objectives that you're trying to achieve. So let's have a quick look at the decision-making process. Every decision you make will lead to one of the the following consequences. It's gonna either give you short-term pain or short-term pleasure, or you're going to get long-term pain or long-term pleasure, okay? You can actually have one or more of them. There will be varying degrees of intensity of pain and pleasure ranging from high to low. The higher the intensity of pain or pleasure, the more of an influence it will have on the decision you are about to make. On on the other hand, the lower the intensity of pain and the pleasure, the less of an impact it will have on your decision-making process. So you might, for instance, have a goal that you would like to achieve. However, in order to achieve this goal, you will need to do something that makes you feel uncomfortable, something that leads to the experience or the thought of what you consider to be pain so you think about the decision for a moment You weigh up the consequences of taking or not taking the action and you make a decision based on that so on the one hand you have this wonderful goal that will bring you a great deal of pleasure however in order to experience this pleasure you must achieve this goal and achieving the goal will require doing something that will bring out pain and this is probably where Sue. if you look at what you've said the journey the personal journey the long-term goal you know is going to be worth it but the short-term actions are gonna be a bit shit so that that's the short-term pain pushing through the short-term pain to get to the long-term goal all right it can be really tricky to understand this and so I'm going to repeat myself a few times in here because it's really important and go back and revisit this one because it's really important that you understand the concept write it down have a look at how it works because when it clicks you will go oh my god and when you understand what motivates you you will always know how to do it and it will be different to what you've done previously and we all know that when you do something different you will get a different result okay so Go back to what I was saying. So you've got this goal that you wanna do, it's gonna bring you a great amount of pleasure, but you've got to push through and you've got to do something that in between is gonna give you a bit of pain. That's when you have a dilemma on your hands and we call that an internal conflict. And you want to experience the pleasure of having the goal, but you don't wanna go through the pain to achieve it. So what do you do? In this instance, let's say you decide to forego that goal for the time being, meaning you are not ready to change. All right, that's a, it's as simple as that. That should not be a um, good or bad. It's just an acceptance of, you know what, I'm just not ready to go there yet. So I'm deciding not to change. You make this decision based on the intensity of the, of the pain that you are likely to experience while pursuing the goal. You are simply not willing to go through the pain in order to attain the goal. Therefore, the pain of undertaking the required task is stronger than the pleasure you would experience by achieving it. So as a result of that decision, you will fall into the procrastination trap and put off doing the task for another day because the reality is it's unlikely to go away. In this situation, the experience of short-term pain, which is doing the task that you don't really want to do anyway, was far more influential in the decision than the pursuit of the long-term pleasurable goal. So if we use the same scenario, there's also a chance that you might fall into the instant gratification trap, which is where short-term pleasure has way more influence on your decision-making process than the long-term pleasure or short-term. And in this instance, you will choose to indulge in something pleasurable in the short-term to avoid the short-term pain. So, alternatively, you might choose short term pleasure because the experience of long term pleasure just isn't motivating enough to influence the decision making. So, a classic example for this, and one that we've probably all been on diet. Most of us have been on that crazy train. So, for instance, you might be on a 30 day diet plan. However, after day 10, You just can't resist the urge or the temptation hiding in the pantry and you decide to indulge by stuffing a packet of chips down your throat. In this scenario, you have chosen short-term pleasure because the pain of going through another 20 days of the diet is just too unbearable. So the confusion or what we're talking about when you say short-term pleasure, long-term pleasure, simplify it and look at it in terms of something that you understand, diet. Diet is a thing, we will absolutely get it. We've all been there. So you've got to look at where is somewhere in my life that I've been wanting to change that I haven't? What have I been doing? What does it look like for me? Because remember, these decisions you're making are nothing more than conditioned responses that have been learned over the course of your life and they're now deeply ingrained in your psyche. And these are the parts of you that influence daily choices and decisions you make. Um, But they're not as straightforward as they might seem. And it's not just about short-term and long-term pleasure. It's more about the degrees of the pain and pleasure and how these factors into your uh, decision-making process. So if we look at another example in the same way, but stick with me here because it will sound confusing. So for instance, you want to achieve a desired weight loss goal. Stick with the diet. Achieving this will bring you long-term pleasure because you will look better, feel better, have more energy however getting to this point along the weight loss journey will not be easy and you will need to go through a lot of short-term pain if the long-term pleasure provides you with enough motivation then you will likely get through those difficult moments of short-term pain but your journey is never smooth and short-term temptations in the form of sweets and chocolates constantly pop up so these temptations bring you short-term pleasure and as a result, now you have a dilemma. It's no longer about short-term pain versus long-term pleasure, it's rather about short-term pain versus long-term pleasure versus short-term pleasure. Now the game has changed completely and your decision-making process is pretty much more complicated. But this is the concept that goes around in people's brain. And why I really love the diet um, example is because most of us have been on that. Uh, And we know what that bloody crazy train is like. Now, where am I? I've lost my spot. To avoid short-term pleasure, you will need to go through short-term pain in order to get to the long-term pleasure of achieving your weight loss goal and there it is we're back to the original question can i help you with motivation the pain pleasure principle creates the foundations for that so whether you are consciously aware of it or not you make these pleasure pain decisions every single day without even realizing it they are a part of you they are a part of life and they are a part of your decision making process the marketers have all got it it's now the little secret is out and we all need to understand ourselves better to figure that out. So when it comes to finding peak levels of motivation, it all comes down to how much pain and pleasure you associate to achieving and not achieving your goal. If you seek high levels of motivation, then you will need to associate as much short and long-term pleasure as possible to achieve your goal as much as short and long term pain towards not achieving your goal. Uh, you will, of course, need to go through the periods along the journey. However, it shouldn't deter you from the, the, the final goal at the end. And if it does, then you've got to reevaluate. You've either got to add in some short term pain or you've got to add in a bigger carrot for your long term pleasure any type of change you make in your life requires you to do certain things you can't just simply make a change and expect that things will now be better that's a wish that's what we call a birthday wish you can get a birthday cake and chuck a couple of candles on and blow them out and that's what you're going to get so change requires new perspectives sacrifices and maybe even a different set of priorities How your life was before this change could be very different to how your life must be after making this change. Go back and look at the model of change I posted last week. If the change is not maintained, you don't leave the cycle. You stay in the same place, hence our repeating cycle pattern. I didn't say it was going to be easy, but you know, I was actually something, somebody said something to me today, in fact. It said confusion and frustration always come before the breakthrough and I thought what a great saying I was going to put it somewhere and I thought I love I actually wrote it down because you know and that's what you we get with any major change confusion and frustration are a part of change and what um, we find is that when the change doesn't work we become confused and frustrated again and rather than start looking at confusion and frustration as the enemy We need to look at confusion and frustration and go what are you trying to tell me because generally it's the confusion and frustration are the points that are saying you're hitting your head against a bloody brick wall you need to change something and so when we do that to move through confusion and and frustration there's that pain bit because we think well what the hell am I supposed to do instead and we've got to find a different way okay change might require you to make certain sacrifices in order to allow room, time and space for this change. I love that quote. Change will require you to make certain sacrifices in order to allow room, time and space for the change. You might also need to shift your life's priorities in order to meet the new expectations that have been brought about by this change. Change requires new perspectives and different ways of thinking. These are the areas that you must take into consideration moving forward in order to manage the process of change effectively. And you know what? I have a statement I use with this. People who have worked with me on a personal uh, in session will always hear me go, be careful what you ask for. Really think about it. This is the old genie, rub the genie in the bottle. There's a reason you get three wishes with the genie. Your first one is really just a generally stupid wish. It's not until you get it, you think, oh God, I didn't think that through. And by the time you get to the third one, you've really highlighted it. Be careful what you ask for. The clarity around what you want is critical. The more clarity you have, the better prepared you will be for the challenges that life will inevitably throw your way. To clarify your thoughts, ask yourself the following hard questions. What do I want to change? What sacrifices would I need to make to ensure that I follow through with this change? What specific things will I need to give up doing, thinking and believing? What kind of habits, beliefs or perspectives will I need to let go of? How will I shift my life's priorities in order to make room for this change? What responsibilities and commitments will I need to let go of? What responsibilities and commitments will I need to make room for? If you are thinking about a change and you want to really get the um, commitment uh, and the success of that change, you know, really ask yourself these questions. Because ignoring any of the these key areas will be to your detriment. If, for instance, you don't make the necessary sacrifices, then things, will simply not change. You will get caught up indulging in old behaviours. You will wonder where it all went wrong. And likewise, if you don't shift around your priorities, then you simply won't have time to follow through with the change or make space for the change that's coming. So you must also consider the various external and internal challenges you might face along the journey. I'm going to go a bit more into that in the next um, couple of weeks, because that's that's a really big topic, internal and external changes, and probably deeper than you you may realise. So as, you, uh, as much as you might want things to go smoothly, the chances are that this won't happen. Life is a journey along a bumpy road, and how you handle those bumps will determine where you end up. So we therefore need to take into account the biggest statement of all, Murphy's Law everything that can go wrong will go wrong at the worst possible time all at once when you least expect it so factor that into your change model final thoughts self-motivation is a choice you make every single day of your life you can choose to use the pain pleasure principle to consciously and purposely motivate yourself or you can allow your subconscious mind to direct your decisions and actions for you. Either way, you'll find some sort of motivation. However, if it's coming from your subconscious mind, then it might not be the motivation that you're after. All this just goes to show how absolutely critical it is to stay conscious of why you do what you do throughout the day. And if you don't like the direction you are moving towards, then do something about it next week we will be looking at finding and maintaining motivation a little more with some strategies to see you uh, with some strategies then so let me have a look and finish off here so how do you decipher what you want rationally to what you think you need which is more helpful oh that's a great question okay so we operate you need to have them in balance because we operate both from a logical and an emotional frame. Okay? Now, it's never 50-50 for people and it's we work on the 80-20 rule. Generally, people who are more emotionally based ask me whether it's more important to act from rational or heart. Okay? So, if you are more emotionally based if you think oh, i'm more i make my decisions with emotion if you would normally only make rational logical decisions and exclude feelings altogether then you have to put in a little bit of both but not at the expense of one we can't close off one to open up the other we need to leave one on and turn the other one on as well so that they begin to balance out If you make most of your decisions from the other side, so you need to bring in a little bit of heart. For me, heart for an overanalyzer is trust. It's trust in self, trust in process. So that will bring in your heart. If you said to yourself, stop thinking and trust that I am where I'm meant to be right now, you will have brought in your heart space because, it, and it will feel bloody uncomfortable for an over over-analyzer because they're going to go, well, that is bullshit and uh, nah, we're going to die today. But it won't. So you're wanting to balance the, the ledger. That's what you want. If you are on the other side and you've got the person that acts from emotion, I would be going to say, hang on a minute, just because you feel it doesn't make it true stop with the emotion what would be the logical response what would be the wise response okay but yeah if you if you're an over analyzer bring in that in fact go back over this after and and use that mantra because it's a really really powerful mantra to for an over analyzer to say i've just got to trust that i am where i am meant to be right now that's all you have to say it's hard to say but when you learn to say that and feel it it turns on your heart space and it will just give you that trust in self that there's you know I've always been saying to people recently don't think it's happening start telling yourself that it's happening for you not to you because there's big things going on in the world i think um sort of uh, how would you put it? Not metaphysically, but mindset-wise. Globally, we are having a, a mindset shift, and so there's a lot of unrest. There's a lot of instability. I mean, we can see that on a, on a on a national or a world level, anyway. But that's in a in a physical space. But in a an emotional space, it's it's done the same thing because we're doing a lot of well oh God, what's going on? What's happening? I don't know what's happening. Hope that helped. Thanks, guys. Love ya. Send me any questions you like.